Hey, y'all. I know what you're thinking. Oh, my God. Not another podcast. And I agree. You know, I'm typically that person that doesn't listen to podcasts either. But my name is Will Johnson, and I'm here to bring something a little different for you. This is the At Homish podcast, creating spaces where we belong. So welcome back. I have to tell you, this has been quite a start to the year. And not in a bad way, not in a good way, but just just a lot going on. I, I think about our, our topic or our theme, I should say, for the equity work that we're doing this year. And it's about student, family and community engagement. And we can go into more detail about that another time. But the level of engagement that's optimal or the highest level is when people are are driving the work. And so I think I talked about it before, but the levels of engagement are participating, investing and driving and and reflecting over these past uh, two weeks to start the year. I've had so many people come up to me with, with different ideas, different things they're working on, different things they have been working on and just talking about how they've been impacted by it. So it goes beyond just me coming in as the equity director or me coming in with this podcast telling people it's really about, you know, helping to empower and encourage people with their voice so that they can be engaged and they can drive the work in a way that's beneficial to them and to the people around them. And it's been it's been pretty magical, I have to say, even going back further than the, the start of this year, I was asked by a couple student groups at the, both the middle school and the high school to be their guest speaker for the uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Assembly. And I'm like, ooh, okay, okay, I can do this. Cause I, mean, I, I, I used to do public speaking. And even in my role as a district administrator, I'm, I'm used to being up in front of groups of adults. <laughs> so you, you tell me I'm going to be in an auditorium with like a a thousand high school kids or, you know, hundreds of middle school kids. And yeah, I was a little stressed. And the the whole, the theme of today is going to be about music because whenever I think about being stressed, there's a, there's a song by uh, Arrested Development called Tennessee. And the song starts off, Lord, I really been real stressed down and out, losing ground. Although I am black and proud problems got me pessimistic. I wasn't pessimistic. But just a lot of stress. And I'm just trying to navigate what should I say? What's going to be the most impactful? Because when I was a classroom teacher, it was my responsibility, I felt, to get to know my students, to create lessons that were relevant to them, lessons that made connections to the material that I'm teaching, of course, but also to things that they're currently experiencing now and things they're going to have to apply in the future. And so, you know, music for me, I make so many connections with music. I was at a conference. Oh, my gosh. This was back when I was a paraeducator. But one of the questions that the guy asked was, why is it in this year? And I want to say maybe it was like 2015. Are our kids listening to Tupac? And I'm like, huh? Well, because, you know, Tupac was a great lyricist and he has good music. And, and it's like, well, Tupac was killed in 96. And it's like a lot of our kids. Duh, they weren't even around when Tupac was, but they're listening to those messages. And I, and I get when we talk about being in, in a public school setting or creating things that are more PG for audiences, we, we really monitor our language. But one thing about Tupac is that, you know, he was real, he was raw, and he was saying a lot of those things that maybe people felt like they couldn't say. And so tying it right back to when I first started here in Snohomish, 
people weren't necessarily saying what they wanted to do to, to help students or they didn't really want to say what they were concerned concerned about or were unhappy about because they did, they didn't feel like their their voices would be heard and so i i again i'm just i'm like like overjoyed with all the people who have come to me over the past couple of weeks to either one invite me in to do something or to to share what they've been doing because we we all have a voice our voices matter and i appreciate you i also appreciate it still the feedback that i get on the podcast i'm still you know, working to get it out to, to audiences. And I was on a Zoom recently and there wasn't a lot of opportunity to share because there was a lot of people on the Zoom. I think it was an hour and a half Zoom and we probably spent at least an hour and 15 minutes introducing people. I had to jump off for another call, but it was you know, a lot of powerful people in that room. But I just really feel it's important to get this message out to people. Every single person I've talked to, and I'm, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir if I'm telling you because you're already listening, duh. But Share this with people because the whole object of this is helping to create those entry points, have a safe space, that cool, mellow voice that people can listen to and talk about potentially challenging topics, but engage with it like, oh, wow. okay, that that makes sense. Here's here's something else I can go learn about. So thanks for the feedback. Please share it. And thank you for um, all the stuff that's gone on so far this year. So one of the things I thought about when I was invited to do the the assemblies was I'm that guy that typically does not write down a speech. <laughs> I just kind of go in and I and I wing it. And even with the podcast, I very rarely have stuff written out where it's like, I'm going to talk about this, 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 and this, maybe some key points. But I, I felt it was really important to, because going back to me, not knowing the students, not having that connection, I'm, I'm in the school. I walk around and they, they see me. Some people recognize me, but I don't have that that day to day, that connection to really know what is it that, that our, our students want or need to hear. I decided, let me just write this out. Let me let me make sure I hit everything I want to hit. And then I, I had to reflect on even before I interviewed in Snohomish about the, the pressures that we, we tend to put on ourselves, the stress, the anxiety. Again, I've been re- been real stressed, <laughs> but it's like. Can we just show up and be ourselves, you know? And so that was, you know, a lot of the thinking as I was preparing the speech where it was like, you know what? On my social media, anybody who's connected with me, I'm constantly posting these quotes with a little like, avatar and then music and people relate to it. And I, I just love that people connect with that. So I wanted my, my presentation at the assembly to be something like that. And so going back to my initial thoughts, walking them through with that song, Tennessee, about being stressed, I used the line uh, from the chorus, take me to another place, take me to another land, make me forget all that hurts me, help me understand your plan. And it was it was powerful to fill the people in the room because it seemed like it was hard to tell from the floor, but it seemed like people were kind of locked in. I had some staff coming there like, wow, well, folks were really engaged during that and i'm like okay whew, thank you along with that song and because i listen to a lot of different types of music i actually used to be a dj uh when i was in alaska that was fun i'll tell you save that story for another time too music just really gets the people moving and gets people connected even when i think about movies and music they play certain music to create a certain feeling and and either it's 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 that suspense it's that whimsical joyful stuff but Music really impacts how we feel in a given situation. And so a couple other songs that I decided to, to toss into the mix, I could not 
talk about being woke or equity and inclusion without channeling some system of a down chop suey because it's like wake up wake up come here and put a little makeup and it was like what yeah because wake up when you're awake you can actually do something there's a malcolm x quote that i reference in the speech but i won't say it now because i'm actually going to read the speech shortly this is also one of those things where i had several friends like oh my god well is it going to be recorded and i'm like I don't I don't think so. <laughs> and, you know, I could give it to somebody in a hard copy to read it, but then they don't have that context. And so I think this is a great opportunity to, to sit down and actually go through it so you can hear it the way it was intended. Kind of like that director's cut of a, of a movie is like, here's the commentary of why we did this scene this way. I'm going to try not to break it up too much as I'm going through, because I want you to get, you know, what this what the staff and students got, but I am going to, there's a couple more songs that I reference in there. Another one is Kenny Chesney noise, because I actually went to a Kenny Chesney concert a couple of years ago. Got to admit, I had not listened to a lot of his music before that, but it was him and Miranda Lambert and a couple of friends of mine wanted to go. So we went, but when the song noise came on and it's like, yeah, we scream and we shout till we don't have a voice. I'm like, wow. Okay. There's so much noise, so many distractions in our lives that keep us from the things that we want to get done or that we need to get done that all, all we do is make noise and i was like whoa that was powerful and then there's a couple more that i wanted to toss in there that i didn't get around to you know about showing up in boots and ruin a black tie affair or you know down past the country where the the city limit signs and all that's not in there but again i listen to a lot of different music because that's just who i am i didn't include unwritten even though i do love that song and what I loved about when the speech ended, I'm still going to talk more about the preparation, but when the speech ended, no, when the assembly ended, the song Unwritten was playing. And I'm like, that was so perfect because to deliver this message and then, you know, hope it, it resonates with people that the rest is still unwritten. What are we now going to do with that message? So I'm like, I'm almost in tears, like hearing it. I'm like, wow, I, that's exactly the way I would have lined that one up. What else was in there? There's a couple other songs. Maybe I'll just get to the, the speech here in a second. But then another song that, that did not make it was Smashing Pumpkins, Bullet with Butterfly Wings, because sometimes I think about, you know, hey, I have this podcast. I have this platform. I, I'm a director. I'm a district administrator. I walk into schools and people know me. But despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. You know, we, we can't make some of the differences that we want. And so when, when people ask me sometimes about, so, Will, what, what, what can I do? Where can I learn more? Okay, we love the library. You can absolutely go to the library, pick up a book, read some stuff. But as I've said before, listen to the music, listen to the poetry, watch some music videos, because <laughs> even then, you know, you'll, you'll pick up some of that imagery and really get a better picture of what folks are going to. Now, I remember the other one, The Message, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. That one made it in there because, well, you'll, you'll hear it when I do the speech. <laughs> So with, without further ado, I think we're about at that time. I am unfolding my paper. And here is the speech that I delivered at our middle school because I did make some edits when they told me they really wanted the word belonging in there. All right. Thank you for allowing me to be here today as we honor the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. My hope for today is to share just a little of my story with you, highlight how Dr. King has influenced my life and provide some thoughts on how we all can work together to support our nation in living out the true meaning of its creed that all are created equal. But what do I know? I'm just a kid from Atlanta, Georgia. Take me to another place. 
take me to another land. Make me forget all that hurts me. Let me understand your plan. As I mentioned, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, just a few miles away from where Michael King Jr. was born. If you didn't know, a few years after his birth, following a religious journey around the world, his name, as well as his father's name, was changed to Martin Luther, honoring a 15th century monk and reformer. Look him up. Is that library? Because I don't know if there's songs about Martin Luther. I reference this detail simply to highlight how our experiences and our personal journeys shape the course of our history. Take me to another place. Take me to another land. Make me forget all that hurts me. Let me understand your plan. I repeat this line as I reflect on what it was like being born, as I tend to call it, in the shadow of a king, especially in the inner city in Atlanta, Georgia. I remember going in older folks' homes and on most walls you could find a picture of Jesus and a picture of Dr. King. So the message was pretty much act right, make something of yourself, and make this world a better place. No pressure for a two-year-old, right? During this time, I recall regularly seeing folks not following these messages. I would see folks on the corner engaging in some of the same activities we see and hear about today. A song that came out a few years after this time had the line, broken glass everywhere, and then goes on to describe activity and an environment that sounded a whole lot like where, where I lived. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. So please take me to another place. Take me to another land. Make me forget all that hurts me. Let me understand your plan. A quick note about me. I enjoy listening to music and often have a song in my head. Music helps me to ground myself and connect. Sometimes in a conversation, someone will say something and I instantly think back to a song I heard. So please bear with me as you may hear a few more lyrics mixed in. My mom wanted a different life for my sister and I. Go ahead, read between my lines. My mom. She took us to another place. We moved out into the suburbs of Atlanta, where she told me something that always stuck with me. Now, many things did, but this one in particular shaped my personal journey. We moved from an apartment into a house. I asked my mom a few years ago how much the house cost, and she told me about $25,000. And that's not even a deposit on a house now. Anyway, what she told me was that we were moving into a house and that our next door neighbors were white. I was like, okay. She further expressed that I was not to treat them any differently than anyone else. I was like, okay. And for me, that was the end of it until the next year when I started school. In my kindergarten class, I recall there being exactly two white students. Whenever I heard the term minority, I was like, who? Where? Everybody looks like me, well, except for the teacher, and then Lisa and Erilyn. Yeah, I remember their names. It likely had something to do with me being a shy kid who tended to keep to myself while some of the other neighborhood kids who already knew each other played together. You know, I don't really recall many of the other kids in class talking with or playing with Lisa and Erilyn. Now, now I want you to remember what my mama told me. My mama said, you don't treat anyone any differently. And so I talked with them. We played together and we were friends. This solidified the foundation for me to follow the words of Dr. King. Judge a man not by the color of his skin, but by the content of his character. I'll add to this, let's not allow bias or superficial noticings, such as style of dress, body type, hairstyle, etc., 
lead us to prejudge someone before taking the time to get to know them and know their character. As we are here today to pay honor and respect to the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., I want to take a moment to share some of my reflections on the content of his character. I recall hearing that King was intelligent and a high achiever in school. He entered college at 15 years old. He was a hard worker and wanted to learn. When I hear about his courses of study and how he became a minister, I see him as a spiritual man who cared for and wanted the best for all people. When I hear about all the times he was arrested for demonstrating and the threats of attacks on his life, I see him as a strong man who displayed courage in the face of adversity. I also see him as a family man, father, friend, believer in justice who was taken from this world way too soon. As we assemble here today to honor him, please reflect on during his life, many people and organizations also hated him and what he stood for. Some people simply wanted his voice, his supporters, and the movement to go away. The civil rights movement brought progress. Laws were passed, practices were changed, and at the same time, the snooze button was hit on issues impacting American society. Millions of people were still faced with poverty, unemployment, homelessness, food insecurity, and an inability to meet their basic needs. Now, remember the March on Washington was all about jobs and freedom. The original focus wasn't solely on the dream of us all living together freely. It was about us having what we need in life to thrive. Can we say today that all people are able to access what they need to thrive? Without King in the movement, what now would become the voice of social justice? Hashtags news. A quote I often reference from Malcolm X is, the greatest mistake of the movement has been trying to organize the sleeping people around specific goals. You have to wake the people up. You have to wake the people up first. Then you'll get action. He was then asked, wake them up to their exploitation? Malcolm replied, no. Wake them up to their humanity, to their worth, and to their heritage. Being woke is about being aware of yourself, your surroundings, and aware of what is necessary to survive and thrive in life. Stop hitting snooze. Wake up. Wake up, grab a brush and put on a little makeup. See, there's that system of a down for you. Over this past year, I have jokingly been telling folks that I am hip hop years old. I'll be 50 in June and hip hop is celebrating 50 years. Rap and hip hop rose out of the inner cities and served as the voice of the unheard. I claim hip hop as my heritage. And there are so many songs that say the things that may have been on my mind, but there was not a space for the message to be heard. When the group Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five released the message in the early 1980s, it served not only as a wake-up call for what was happening in poorer communities, it also gave voice, worth, and shone light on the heritage which would contribute to the rise of hip-hop music. When I first heard this song, I thought, this is just like where we move from. I was fascinated to see and hear the stories paired with wild beats about life in the inner city. And they looked like me. I remember my mom saying, boy, turn that music down. Hashtag snooze. Another quote by Dr. King, a riot is the language of the unheard. When I heard turn the music down, and this is not me telling you not to listen to your parents, I felt like this voice was being silenced. And it made me question if I would ever truly be seen or heard. If I would ever be able to share my story. Would I ever feel as, as if I belong? If I would ever be able to hear other people's stories, people's true stories, 
Or will we forever be trapped in a Barbie world wrapped in plastic far from fantastic, denying our true thoughts and only sharing noise? Every room, every house, every shade of noise, all the wall, all the floors, all the walls, they all shake with noise. We can't sleep. We can't think, can't escape the noise. We can't take the noise. So we just make noise. Ironically, both noise and quiet deny light to our belonging, leaving us in a darkness. So come along, follow me as I lead through the darkness, as I provide just enough spark that we need to proceed. Carry on. Give me hope. Give me strength. Come with me and I won't steer you wrong. Put your faith and your trust as I guide us through the fog to the light. At the end of the tunnel, we're going to fight. We're going to charge. We're going to stomp. We're going to march through the swamp. We're going to mosh, mosh, mosh through the marsh. Take us right through the doors. Come on. This, this is why Eminem makes so much money because I, I can't flow like him. I try, but that was from Eminem Mosh. My final key message is life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Through my work here and through my podcast at Homish, I hope to create spaces where people feel safe to be themselves, feel they belong, share their authentic selves and have the opportunity to thrive. When I reflect on my pride in this community and look out over the student body, I call on each of you to do the same. Slow down and take care of one another. Be there for each other, uplift each other, listen to each other. And if I had to end on a lyrical note, just stop, collaborate and listen. The rest is still unwritten. Thank you so much for your time and attention. When we wise up, we rise up. Thank you. So that was a speech that I delivered at both our high school and our middle school. And it was interesting because just last weekend, I was at the uh, Museum of Popular Culture in Seattle. There was an exhibit on hip hop. And it was what photographs from different photo shoots. And it was interesting to see like the, the album cover or a magazine cover, but then see the other shots from the photo shoot. So it's like, hey, yes, we have this snapshot here of this perfect image, but it wasn't perfect from the start. We had to take several shots to get this image and it was over time and we joke around and we play around. It's not perfect. And so the, the message that I, I wanted to get across is that we don't have to be perfect. We're not alone in this. Just work with one another and we can get to where we want to be. So as always, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you continue to tune in and share this content because it's, it's all on us. We, we can't wait for, for someone else to, to come in and, and do this. When I, when I think about absolutely honor and respect the dream, and that was 60 years ago. What are we going to do now in 2024 to to wake up from the dream and move things forward and truly rise up? Look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you.